my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife. He's James Hardigan. Happy International Midwives Day, Joseph. Okay, so you know, all my life, do you ever have anything in your life that you've pretended to know what it is, but you don't actually, you've never actually confirmed it? That's what I've been doing with midwives. I, there's no reason why you should know or have even encountered a midwife unless you've had children, in which case you understand the sterling work they do, how important they are, and why they deserve their own international date. I could have gone with the easy option, right? I could have gone with Cinco de Mayo, but I felt let's celebrate the midwives because they are an essential part of our society. We don't get super drunk for International Midwives Day, but we should start. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a lady that helps you get, uh, bear your children. Doesn't have to be a lady, but traditionally, yes, often is. Okay, great. Coming up on today's show... Lick him like a lollipop should be licked. Came to my senses and I chilled for a bit. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do. So well, it's a spell. Hell makes me want to scoop, scoop, scoop. That's right. It's our scoop <laughs> recap show. Wow. You know, how have we not licensed that show for scoop? I mean, we have that like da, 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 da thing. Let's get scoop while we're at it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but this year, James, did you agree? Best scoop ever? It was a fun one. I'll give you that. We laughed. We cried. We did streams up the yin-yang. We're going to have double scoop winner Finton Easy with Ace's hand here today. As our guest to reminisce all the way back to one week ago. There is a little asterisk there. This is subject to there being no disruption to the power grid and or telecommunications network in Malta. Which it's fifty-fifty at least seems to be. We didn't talk all that much about pop culture the last few weeks. We didn't have a podcast. We were also busy AF. But I watched plenty of things over the last few days. I think I did a four movie day. Wow, that's big. Yeah. I mean, in my time, I've had a few three movie days, but four is is really really pushing it. Uh, we almost went for a fifth, to be perfectly honest. That's that's how little I did in the couple of days we've had off since Scoop. Uh, one of those movies was not the movie Stripes, uh, because I remember being really, 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 really unimpressed with it the first uh, time I watched it. More on that later, because it is the subject of this week's super fan quiz. It is indeed. Uh, we will be joined by Kevin Pryor for that later on. Look, before we go any further, Joe, and I, yeah. I, I know that this is our Scoop recap show, and yeah. that implies that Scoop is over. But it kind of isn't, it kind of isn't, because yesterday we announced that the Scoop after party is a thing. Look, I'll let you in <laughs> behind the scenes, right? Last yeah. Wednesday, 28th of April, last day of the series, we're about to do our last stream, and I get the call scoops being extended and i felt like michael corleone in godfather 3 just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in and i thought no no not another two weeks of streams i don't think i can do it i think the scoop after party has a very different vibe and a very different theme and it's not going to be as intense obviously they're not playing for championship titles here i think it's a bit more low-key and a bit more low stakes but we are going to be doing a couple of streams, but they're streams we would have been doing anyway. Because from next week, we would have kicked off doing the Sunday Million on Monday nights. And there is going to be a Sunday Million this weekend. It is branded as a Scoop After Party event. It's a medium buy-in event. It's a $215 Sunday Million Special Edition. So on Monday the 10th, we'll stream that one. And then the following weekend, 
is going to be the Scoop After Party main event. And there is a high buy-in version of that, which is $5,000. It'll play down to the final table on Monday, and we will stream the final table of that one on Tuesday, the 18th of May. So a stream on Monday, a stream the following Tuesday. We'll cover off the Scoop After Party, and then, then we can put the final period on Scoop 2021. I can't believe they didn't go with my suggestion for what they should call the extension of scoop, which was still scoop. <laughs> the, 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 in other words, scoop. That's right. Scoop. Um, you know, when James sent me the email, I should let you guys into this, letting me know that scoop was being extended. I really felt like one of those scenes from like a movie where uh, like a cop gets woken up in the middle of the night about a murder. Cause like, Whenever I wake up because of the time difference, I always have a ton of work emails, right? So it's like 5.45, 6.15 in the morning. Obviously, first thing I do is look at my phone because it's what wakes me up. And I see this email from James about them extending Scoop. And I'm like, sorry, hon. Looks like Scoop's not ending this week. <laughs> just one last job before just, I retire. Just 45 more scoop tournaments. No, it sounds like fun. We're doing those tournaments anyway. Happy to do it. James, we should talk about this. Everybody's talking about it. I'm sure people are curious. It's really one of the five things people talk about uh, these days. Vaccines. Where are we at with vaccines? Um, I got my first one, and I felt fine that day. But then I felt, I mean, even now still, tired for like the next week. I don't know. Is that normal? Is that just in my head? As far as I can tell, everyone responds differently, right? I think also it should be said, I think you get different responses to the different vaccines. I think you had the Pfizer vaccine. I had the AstraZeneca vaccine. And you might remember, I think it was the final Thursday of Scoop, of the series, of the main series. Not talking about the after party now. And I had the vaccine that morning. And I felt fine when we went on air. And it was almost like hitting a wall. I reached this point where I'm like starting to shake. I'm starting oh. to get like kind of flu-like symptoms. Start and, and when I took my break after I think doing the first two hours, I couldn't come back. I think you and Griffin had to see out the rest of the stream that day because I felt so terrible. And it wasn't until the following morning. And some people haven't been able to get out of bed for two days. But... Fortunately, the following day, I was still a little bit weak, but yeah. capable of working. Let's put I mean, it that you, way. You guys should know that James had to leave me in charge of the stream. That's how awful he was feeling in those yeah. few hours. But <laughs> that's- as I keep saying to people, we're talking here about short-term pain for long-term gain. Oh, and yeah. I've had this in the past with the flu vaccine as well. I've had this where for the next 48 hours, I've been floored. Um, so again, it's just different people react differently, but Hey, it's worth it. I'm just hoping that it was the vaccine that's made me tired for the last week. Otherwise I don't know what's wrong with me. It may have been 18 consecutive live streams. It could have been, which I look, I try not to act like it's, you know, like, you know, coal mining, but I was a little bit tired off all that. Um, people in this country are sort of acting like there is no virus anymore. I'm not doing that. Um, no. It, it, it's a tough one, right? You kind of want to be getting back to some stage of normality, but you need to be doing it slowly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen a bit of what you're talking about here, but equally, I do see people still understanding the need to socially distance, to wear masks in either indoor or crowded spaces. And look, 
we've all been watching the news over the last week or so. We've all seen what's happening in India. And I think we now understand that we cannot underestimate this virus. You can't have this complacency that, hey, we've beaten it. We're on top of it. We've got a vaccination program only to then see another huge surge. We can't yet behave like it's 2019. So yes, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, there's a way out, but we need to go slowly and sensibly. Yeah, I really hope we don't fuck this up. Having said that, have you been out yet? Have you done anything? Yes, yes. And awesome. obviously the country has slowly started reopening. So yeah, I've been into central London and I've, I've, I've been shopping. We went Did out you go to HMV family. to buy some DVDs? I did not. There's, I think there's only one branch of HMV left, which is like on Oxford Street opposite Selfridges. Uh, no, I actually very boringly went shoe shopping, which is the one thing I hate buying on the internet, right? Because it's yeah. the clothes. I know you can send stuff back, right? But clothes, generally speaking, you have an idea if they're going to fit you or not. Shoes. I've literally never sent anything back online. It's like not worth my time. Like, what did I spend $18 on this? Like, I'll just find a friend to give it to. Like, I can't, I can't be asked to send stuff back. Sneakers are a different thing. They got to fit you almost perfectly. And they're expensive as fuck. There, there is no such thing as like a consistent size across not just different brands, but they're different models as well. It's an absolute pain in the ass. But anyway, yeah. And uh, we, as a family went out, uh, to all the restaurants are now offering outdoor dining. So we actually went out to eat for the first time in like 18 months recently. So cool. yeah, so I, I have been out, but I'm being sensible and ex- exercising precautions. Of course, just a little taste. Uh, have you had, have you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yet? I feel guilty because I really want to talk about this, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a single episode. And the ah! thing is, I'm, I'm up for watching it, but I've just got to persuade everyone else in the house to watch it. And of yeah. course, you know, just need to get over the disappointment of WandaVision before we can move on to that. I know I know this is more straightforward. I know this yeah. is uh, a shorter series as well. I'll, I'll make the effort. Me personally, um, I a couple of things to say. I firmly believe that if you are someone who works in the business of creating poker content, you kind of have a responsibility to consume as much poker content as possible to really understand what everyone else is doing. But it's hard, right? And it's not just a time thing. It's also when you've just done a month of streaming scoop, the last thing you feel like doing is either watching, listening to, or reading about poker. But Mm -hmm. based on numerous recommendations... And the word from the man himself, I decided to listen to the interview that Sam Grafton did with Olivier Bousquet. This is Olivier's podcast, Two Lives, and it is an extended interview with Sam about his life, mostly before poker. And we know Sam pretty well, but there are so many insights and stories there that I had no idea about. Um, The whole section, when Sam talks about taking direct action during the Iraq war, not just organizing protests, but also breaking into a British military airbase with the intention of vandalizing American bombers to be arrested and then be dragged through the courts for several weeks slash months is a fascinating story. And you realize here is someone I mean, he's lucky you know. to be walking around a free man if that's really what happened. Yeah. And you're looking at someone here who is clearly very political and has very strong beliefs. And you realize I'm someone who likes to pontificate and likes to get on my soapbox. But here is someone who, you know, whether you agree with his views or not, definitely follows through on those views and definitely believes in 
trying to bring about the change that they believe in. Um, you know that Sam Grafton is a good talker. You know he's a fascinating character. He is one of those people who didn't discover poker until much later in life. And by that, I mean he'd lived a, a, a pretty decent life and had numerous jobs before coming into the game. So it's a really fascinating interview, and I, I strongly recommend listening to it. Um, awesome. The only thing I watch, I know you're going to talk about your four movie day in a moment. So Monday in the UK was a bank holiday Monday. And you know, there's that tradition that bank holidays in the UK, there's always a Bond movie on TV. And the official 007 <laughs> Twitter account tweeted this thing, which was like, a, it's a word grid, right? Like a, and it was, okay. and the, their thing, their, their challenge was, you're going to watch a Bond film today. And whichever title you see first in this word grid is the movie you have to watch. And for reasons that I can't quite explain, because there's no logic here, I figured, I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch a Bond film today, and whichever title I see will be the film that I watch. And what was the first thing that screamed out from this word grid? Moonraker. Oh, come on. So I did it. You poor bastard. Did you subject your family to this also or just you? It was on in the background and there were numerous times where they said, why are you watching this? Because it's terrible. And I went, yeah. And I sat there through just a plot that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And But the, they knew it didn't make sense too, right? Like the whole movie's like a farce. It's like almost it's a borderline comedy. farce. It yeah. is borderline farce. And just the stupid use of music, like, you know, the Close Encounters theme is the security code to get into the laboratory, and it plays the Magnificent Seven theme when Bond rides like a gaucho across the plains of South America. Um, and just the whole thing with Jaws and his indestructibility and the love story with the girl who doesn't have braces on her teeth, hashtag Mandela effect. Um, it's just... It's not a good film, but this is what I will say in its favor, is it is watchable in that it flies by. It's just set piece after set piece after set piece, and it is fun. There are some of those old movies that are quite turgid, and you know, because you and I have had arguments about it before, I find The Man with the Golden Gun particularly turgid. And just there's huge sections of that movie where nothing is happening. It's as stupid as Moonraker, but just less fun and i can't say i didn't enjoy it the other thing i'll say in its favor is that michael lonsdale who died recently is a phenomenal villain and has some amazing lines of dialogue all the efforts of the screenwriter christopher wood went into his dialogue none of it went into bond none of it went into the story all went into giving the villain some killer lines um but yeah, it's 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 not a good film. But I sat and watched it, and oh, that was meant to be my connection from Sam Grafton because of course Sam now lives in Rio, and a decent section of Moonraker is set in Rio de Janeiro with the cable cars going up the mountain. I have a feeling that um, my girlfriend and I are going to start watching the Bond movies pretty soon, so we'll have I'll have some fresh oh, takes. Man. Well, we've on got these. A couple of people in the team here who've recently done a Bondathon, and I need to catch up with them. Just one thing on the plot, right? And this is just, this is the whole film. The plot is that this megalomaniac billionaire ha has created the space shuttle, right? The Moonraker. There is a Moonraker which is being transported by the RAF from America to the UK because he's decided to loan it to the British for reasons that 
still aren't 100% clear, he decides to hijack his own shuttle in midair. So the plane crashes, the British government is like, oh, there's been a crash and we've lost the shuttle, but there's no evidence of the shuttle in the wreckage. What's happened? We need to send James Bond to investigate. Not sure why. He's not a detective. He's meant to be an assassin. Anywho, Bond goes on a fact-finding mission to California, where Hugo Drax has this huge estate and assembly plant to kind of find out a bit more about the Moonraker shuttle. And upon arrival, and bear in mind, all Bond is doing is kind of like meeting Drax, finding out about the Moonraker, just trying to get an idea of what's going on. The first thing that Drax does is order Bond be assassinated. And there are several attempts on Bond's life. Why? Because it's a movie, which is a terrible answer. (laughs) And, And what does Bond do about it? nothing does he call in the authorities does he does he phone up m and go do you know what this drax bloke's tried to have me bumped off twice in a spinny thing and then he tried to have someone shoot me we need to bring the authorities down i'm like a ton of bricks nope just gets on his business goes around his business and then sorry i'm now on my soapbox and i'm gonna have one more rant about moonraker and then i will end this section of the show i promise (laughs) he discovers this laboratory in venice where they're making this deadly nerve gas right And you might remember, Joe, that there's this hilarious scene in the film where at this point he does press the panic button and he brings in the Italian authorities. He brings in M. He brings in the Minister of Defense and the three of them wear gas masks because they're concerned about the nerve gas, walk in and the laboratory's gone. And there's Drax standing in this beautiful ornate office and they're all really embarrassed like, "Um, we were expecting a laboratory and there isn't one. And oh dear, this is all a bit embarrassing. Just to point out, after discovering the laboratory, does Bond press the panic button and alert the authorities immediately? No. He goes to the hotel, shags the girl, and it's only in the morning that he actually bothers to raise the alarm about this deadly nerve agent which could wipe out hundreds of millions, if not billions, of people. Again, it's moments like that where you're like... I know it's escapism. I know it's meant to be fun, but it just doesn't make any sense. And it's really, really hard to be drawn into a story that doesn't have any grounding in logic. That last part makes the most amount of sense to me. Like, ah, everybody's got time to get laid first. You know, save the world in the morning. Nobody. Plus, also, when you're dealing with Europeans, nobody answers the phone at night. <laughs> I'd like to think that the British Secret Service have a 24-hour hotline or at least an answering machine, right, where Money Penny comes in first thing in the morning and she picks up. Hi, Bank holiday Monday? No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I did a I did a four movie day and it was it was you know have you ever Look, I know that you're I have more responsibilities than I do in life, but you must have had a time in your life where you watch a movie and like it's either so good or just remind you how much that you love movies that you're like, let's watch another one. And it was yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. like a day like that. Yeah. So we started off, we watched Moral Combat. Okay, um, which Th- is, that doesn't sound like an example of a film which I'm going to watch and is then going to make me want to watch more. It doesn't, but it was like almost good. Like it was pretty bad. Don't get me wrong, right? It was pretty bad, but like it was like, oh, but like remember how fun movie, how good movies could be? Let's watch a good movie now. So we have for Mortal Kombat, which had some really fun moments in it, but was overall pretty bad. To the Blues Brothers, which my girlfriend had never seen. Yeah, you see, uh, this is a controversial take. I think it the is. Blues Brothers is hugely overrated. So I think the Blues Brothers is a little overrated. 
but the parts of it, and I think it's incredibly overindulgent. Oh yeah, massively. Like it is so. It is like, wh- what even is this movie in a lot of spots? But I think that the parts of it that work really do work, and that if the movie were a half hour shorter, it would be a lot better. Um, but I do like it. It's just it's pure joy. It's a fun movie. I think that with the benefit of time, right, where like the people who were in the movie were all alive at the time, doesn't really make that much sense. But watching it now and seeing all these icons on screen together um, makes it, I, I think, pretty cool. That that movie could be a huge hit or miss. That went over well. We liked it. Then we watched a movie called Kid Detective, which was a really clever concept about. It's like a like a movie or a or a children's book kids detective who sell who solves all these crimes when he's like 8 or 9 years old what he's like at 30 when his glory days are behind him his glory oh, days nice. since he was 15 when he you know when he was 12 I like that concept Yeah really cute uh, kind of like almost a little bit dark liked it was a 99 cent rental really fun uh then we watched a movie called Eat Wheaties about a guy who uh, just who remembers that he went to uh, college with the actress Elizabeth Banks and starts sending her message after message after message on Facebook um, and doesn't realize he's posting to her wall and becomes like like a like an international incident, uh, oh, and, which was a really fun, delightful kind of cute indie film. And then we, the next day we watched Minari. Um, which was one of the Oscar movies this year? Yes, it was. And I just, I just couldn't get into it. It was. I, I'm not. I'm not like an Oscar movie kind of guy. Like I just like you know these like gripping family dramas, which I'm sure are very powerful and well made. I was just like, uh, just not for me. Uh, it seemed like a good enough movie, but just I, I wasn't that into it. I feel really bad this year because, of course, all of the Oscar movies, in inverted commas, are so easy to get hold of, right? I mean, they're all either on Netflix or they're on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I've still hardly seen any of them, and I really need to make an effort. I think I see Nomadland is on Disney+, Plus because it's a Searchlight Pictures production. So I really need to catch up with some of these award-winning movies. Okay, people, here's the deal. Uh, this podcast is not James DeSex Moonraker in your ears. It's poker in the ears let us dissect the spring championship of online poker 2021 but we are not going to break down scoop alone oh no we are joined by double spring championship of online poker winner finson hand easy with aces with us on the podcast how are you today finson I'm feeling great, man. Uh, just recovering from Scoop. I'm going to get back on the grind for the first time properly today and just been basking in the glory and getting everyone to call me the two times. So, yeah, it's been great. What does recovering from Scoop mean to you? And I know you've probably talked about this a ton on your stream, but if you could just give us a quick recap of like what the last few months of your life have been like going from Malta to Ireland to Malta like did you ever cry like I probably would have cried if I had to do that um no there was there was no tears but there was a moment in travel from Ireland back to Malta where we currently are um that I found out that it was I actually didn't actually need to go back to Malta for reasons I don't need to get into but yeah it's been crazy god what What, when you were on your way (laughs) when when I was on a a ferry between um I believe it was uh Ireland and France when we got into port and I got a text message 
Uh, but yeah, anyway, it was it was a bit stressful. I will give it up, but um, I don't know. I just I just you you would have seen me on social media having big issues with the internet. I, look, I run good in so many aspects in life. Like I cannot complain about anything. But I'm telling you, man, there's there's not a human being I don't believe that runs worse with internet connections than me. Like I, you know, Clearly. Sprague, Sprague went to Dublin for three months. Perfect internet. I know lots of streamers live in Malta. They never have issues, but. I've been having issues on and off for a while, so that was why we've been back and forth and we were hoping to be home and we are going to go back again to Ireland. We're going back in the next couple of months, but uh, it all kind of felt worth it, you know, uh, moving around, maybe okay, you know, butterfly effect might not have happened if I hadn't got myself back. Um, you brought up the subject of Mr. Sprague and there is a quick <laughs> PSA here because Joe won't remember, but I'm sure many of our audience will. For the last two years... Spraggy has traditionally appeared on this episode of the podcast as our scoop correspondent. I remember that. Okay. Now, a couple of things to say about this. I kind of feel that with our live coverage of scoop, Howard Swains has now assumed the mantle of scoop correspondent. I can't now give that title to Spraggy when Howard is a genuine scoop correspondent because he actually knows what's going on across the entire series. But also... Spraggy was on the podcast recently. He was on our 200th episode at the end of last year. We haven't spoken to Finton for a while. Plus, I, I just have to lay it out there. He didn't win a title this series. Finton did. So it was a very wow. easy decision to make to basically segment. bin him off, get <laughs> Finton in instead. And look, the guys at the blog, like Howard, did some awesome work covering this series. And I am basically just ripping off all of their work here and bringing out the stats, the final numbers from Scoop 2021. Uh, we knew going in there were going to be 102 events. That's 306 tournaments, all now finished. 1.7 million entries across the series. The single biggest field. Which event do you think, Finton, had the biggest field of every Scoop tournament that was run? Uh, the low main? It was the low phase. It was the $2.20 phase event, which had 111,647 entries. Ridiculous. How many of those, how many of those were Lex? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Total series prize pool ended up being just shy of $140 million. Pretty impressive when you consider the series guarantee was 100 mil. Uh, 19.4 million of that was paid to winners. So you're slicing there, Fintan. You're 230K. That's part of that 19.4 million. One thing we didn't get a chance to finish, Joe, was the story of player of the series. And this is a story that actually ended in controversy. Did you see this one, Fintan? Did you see what happened? I did see what happened, and I know that Stars did the right thing, but I'll, I'll let people, I'll, you, you fill the people in, but I did see it. I followed it on Twitter closely. Yeah, I think that's really important to point out, though, that, you know, mistakes happen, right? And there's nothing you can do to avoid that because we're all human. It's how you deal with those mistakes or rectify those mistakes which judges you. And I'm pleased to see that, you know, the right thing was done. So unfortunately, I guess going into the last week, Joe, we kind of thought it was a two-horse or three-horse race, and actually it wasn't, because there was a configuration error early on, and that resulted in Patrick Leonard having too many points. And going into those final few days, I don't think Pads was ever really a serious contender for the title. Um, And as a consequence, that changes how you approach the series, right? If you think you could win, you might play events or play differently in events to what you would normally. 
Um, yeah, or maybe in certain situations, look, well, we just had a leaderboard in my home game, you know, the 14 of us, so I know a little bit about this. Sometimes when it's close, you maybe just played out last the other person rather than playing for the win. Now, I'm playing for play money chips, but if you ask me, it's the same thing, okay? The exact same thing. Well, uh, the one thing that we <laughs> shouldn't take anything away from is the achievement of Renat Lyapin, Zappa Zamazki. Yeah who oh, yeah. won the WCOOP 2020 player of the series and topped the overall leaderboard and the high leaderboard for Scoop 2021. I mean, that is some serious grinding and some serious results, Vinton. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but Pads was sweating his live stream. And there was a moment when I think Pads was all in against him. And yeah. he pulled the screen down, absolutely refused to look at it, waited a couple of moments, pulled it up, realized he'd won and just straight over to have a beer he was so into the moment and look i'm glad that he won i'm glad that stars rectified the moment but it kind of gave us that extra bit of drama to sweat that and, and that, that might not have existed if pads had 50 points less or whatever yeah, you know, yeah. it would have been so i i enjoyed it and of course i'm glad that stars made it right but it's it's incredibly impressive um you know it seems to be you need to play the mixed games if you're going to ever be able to do that and he obviously just plays all of the games so well Everything. and so much yeah. consistency clearly every single event, every single buy-in level. So yeah, just the, the final kind of uh, note on this is that Pad's got an apology and compensation, uh, which he very kindly agreed to, to give to charity because didn't feel that he deserved that money. Oh, wow. So, That's awesome. What a yeah. fucking cool ending to that, too. It is, I'd have been like, thank you, Poker <laughs> Stars. You are welcome. It is a cool ending to the story, but what is it with these player of the series leaderboards and these points errors. We all remember what happened at the World Series of Poker a couple of years back with Daniel Negreanu, Sean Deeb and, and that whole controversy. I mean, the problem is it seems to me that these algorithms, these formula are so complex that no one can keep track of how many points anyone is meant to have. I've heard they're so complex they can actually predict what you want to watch next on Netflix. That's, <laughs> that's how, like just scale the algorithm back a little bit, guys. Maybe, yeah. maybe just like you win, you get five points. Whatever happened to that? I mean, for that, nice and simple. I, I, I like that, Joe. Yeah. Um, the other storyline that we were following, Joe, was Brazil. And Brazil ended up winning a total of 50 titles. Holy um, shit. To put it into perspective, Russia was second on the, the country's leaderboard, the unofficial country's leaderboard, with 37 wins. The UK had 29. Just to name check a few players, we had two triple champs this series. So players won three events during Scoop 2021. Adrian Mateos, who is a beast, uh, and that... Player from Montenegro, uh, Dejanik357, who won the first, second, and third ever scoops for the small country of Montenegro. There were multiple double champs, including C. Darwin 2, Calvin 7V, Pads, and Zappa. And Vincent, you came close to winning two. We spoke to you on the Saturday night that you won your scoop. And then on the Monday night, you were at another final table. And at one point, had the chip lead and we're like, oh my God, he's going to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I started with a joke uh, on the Saturday before I played the final table saying that I'd never not won a scoop final table because of course I'd only, <laughs> ever made, I'd only ever made one before. And then the 5K, I ran again so well on the FT and, you know, played all right in some spots and it just worked out perfectly. And then I came in to the 2K PKO I think I, I'm going to say 16th out of 18th that needed yeah. a spin. And then I got to the final table short 
And then with I think six left, I just went on like another crazy heater. I played Susan Boyle, I dreamed a dream on the stream. And then <laughs> and you know, things just a remix version, of course. It's it's you know, copyright safe. Um, and things just took off and at one point I was dreaming, I couldn't help it. It would have been, look, it, I wasn't upset uh, that I got fourth because it was such a surreal 48 hours. Um, I had a serious hangover on Sunday playing that 2K. So the fact that I made day two was miraculous. I didn't drink at all during the series, but then I promised Hannah we'd celebrate when we got the win. So yeah, I mean, at one point I had chunks to be uh, exact and I should have probably played a little bit better, but it, it happens. You don't win them all. Uh, good fun though. I mean, the series felt a little bit backloaded for you because... Is it fair to say that that last weekend was a last-minute save? It Absolutely. didn't feel like the early part of the series had really gone your way. No, we had we had some deep runs, but you know it happens in a series. I wouldn't say it was catastrophic. I've certainly had worse scoop um, series. I had a couple of days. I had a lot of day twos. I had chunks of day twos actually, and then I had one final table bubble of a one k and a few top twenties where Adrian Mateos got the better to me in a few. He's as you said an absolute monster. He's what can one you of my do? One of my favorite people when we do coverage of live events to see him and see the cards and see him. And even when it's the online coverage, he's just very, very tough to play against. But yeah, it, you're 100% right. It was a series saver. I was staring down the barrel of another, you know, disappointing series after the worst series that I ever had in the previous WCOOP. And I was like, ah, these series are tough. And then what it's all about, you just get a little bit of momentum. It's very funny in poker the way it happens. One run leads to another. And the next thing you know, you're had the biggest, you know, score of your career. And like that, that score I had on the Monday, I think that was my third biggest score ever, like online. Actually, wow. just full stop. And it didn't even, you know, it didn't, it didn't even feel disappointing to get knocked out. I didn't think there'd be too many situations where I'd get it in good and not even care, excuse me, not even care that uh, we got knocked out in fourth place. Because on the Saturday, you were such a mix of emotions. And obviously, we know what happened the fact that your stream went, and as you've said on the highlights video that, that you put out today, you really wanted to be able to bring that moment to your fans, to your community, to your to your viewers. But I have never seen anyone so like, I guess the way I'd put it is, the least happy anyone has ever been winning $232,000 in a poker tournament. Listen, I understand <laughs> that it's almost like, like it's, you're like a little spoiled brat. It's like, oh, you, <laughs> Dude, you, 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 I get you, it. I totally do. get it, right? Like, you're a performer. You're an entertainer. Like, to have that moment not be a part of your stream is fucking heartbreaking. Like, it's yeah. almost like, fucking keep your stupid tournament. What good <laughs> well, is it if nobody gets to see it? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, I, I was heartbroken, but... I think if you watched much, anyone who watched my stream on the Monday and saw how I reacted to the fourth place where that kind of like, it felt like we had that moment together where I could end the stream, we could chat, we could, you know, kill the delay. You know, it felt like I got the moment then, but you're right. Like, I, I, it feels so dumb saying it because at the end of the day, the goal in poker is to win titles and, you know, to try and make as much money as possible. And like, I pretty much did that. You know, I had the biggest score that I might ever have, the biggest score so far by a considerable distance. And, I just, I just couldn't enjoy it, which, which it just sounds so silly. Like if, if you told that story to someone outside a stream in poker world, they'd be like, so you had the biggest score you've ever had and just didn't celebrate. It doesn't make any sense. It's hard to yeah. articul articulate, but Joe's right. I, you know? I think it's incredible that for a guy who's consumed as little pop culture as Finton has in his life, for him, his stream to have had the Sopranos ending. <laughs> yeah. Just brilliant. Just <laughs> cut, cut to black. <laughs> at the end of the last episode that's what happens in the sopranos you'll 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 see it eventually
I will. I will. I actually, I'm, I'm terrible. I still haven't watched this thing. That me and H. Oh, saying, buddy, I don't care about that stuff. You've been busy. You're all right. You're fine. It's cool the effort you've put into catching up on stuff. Don't, don't. It's a very don't treat slow it like process. A homework though. assignment. I know. I know. I know. It's I slow, mean, though. look, you, you've, you've, you've won me over. You've got at least six more months. Goodwill. Vincent for liking Casablanca. It was my yeah. great fear that going into that, having recommended it, you'd be like, nah. But then I do think it's a, I, I would have to question anyone who doesn't enjoy that movie. Everything aside, right? Yes, it's an old school Hollywood movie. You know, it comes with all of those trappings of being made in that era, but it just has such a beautifully written story and screenplay that it's just impossible not to love. I probably I'm going to tell the truth, James, because I could tell that you'd put a lot of thought into that recommendation, and I'm sure it's close to your heart that movie. I truly did enjoy it, but I probably would have lied. I wouldn't lie to Joe. But if, you, if, if if I had hated it, I would have been tweeting out best movie I've ever seen. James Harrigan recommends the greatest because I wouldn't have been able to do it to you because I know it's been touch and go sometimes when you're you make the movie references and I'm just sitting here like ah oh, I don't get it. So I don't think I could have done that to our relationship and uh, admitted to not like it. But I, I did really really recommend it. I can't remember the girl's name in the movie, but Hannah really liked it. She was even talking about it as a potential kid's name. It was, she really Ingrid was Bergman. It? Ingrid, yeah, I was like, it's a very old name to me. But she, Ingrid she, is she, a she, cool name. She loved it. Uh, yeah. Look, I got a, I got a question about something that happened after um, Scoop. Now, <laughs> even though it might not seem like it, I'm not that active on Twitter anymore, especially with reading things. And by the time I saw that you were doing some kind of chocolate eating contest, I saw that it was like from a day ago. So I wasn't going to be able to warn you. Yeah. Right, it already happened when I saw this tweet. But my advice to you would have been, do not do this. I did one food eating bet in my life. It was one of the worst days of my life. I saw what you were attempting. I was like, you won't even come close to this. What was the bet? What ended up happening? So a long time ago, I, I'm going to say maybe two and a half years ago, when maybe the peak of my subs was seven, 800 or so. Maybe we got to a thousand the odd time. I got a tattoo to mark the thousand subs. I said, if we ever got to 2,000, I would eat 10,000 calories of Reese's peanut butter cups, which is a very uh, filling chocolate. It's quite, I probably will never oh. eat it I again. I mean, the though. good news is there's a lot of calories per piece. So maybe it's not that many pieces. <laughs> Dude, I could, I could, if you wanted, I could go get the bag of what's left of the chocolate after I ate about 40% of it. And it's, it was disgusting. But I, I, I was idiotic about how I went about it. I tried to just power through and. You know, I eat about 1,700, 1,800 calories a day. And then I eat what I want on weekends. Like that's kind of just, you know, I don't keep track then, but uh, I ate about 4,000 calories and I was in bed for 15 hours. I have been you quite idiot. sick since. Yeah, I'm an idiot, James. Like I, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no other way to put it. My mom was texting me during the challenge being like, I will come on the stream and tell them that I forbid you from eating the chocolate she was so worried about me. I was like, mom, I'm 30 years old. I can't bring you on the stream. Well, yeah, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, Hannah began melting down the chocolate and putting it in hot chocolate form to form to uh, help me get through it. But I was I was a defeated man, and yeah, it, I, there's I I did ask a, a nutritionist um, and a dietitian beforehand. They said it shouldn't cause long term issues, but a lot of pain maybe on the day, and they weren't wrong. And then afterwards, people were sending me stories of you know horror stories of stomachs pumped and cardiac arrest and I was like all right all right look we survived we're okay I'm sure we'll be healthy but yeah it was it was very dumb um the stream loved it they're all sadistic as 
can be. Oh. Yeah. They, they, they were just enjoying it. They, when I was trying to tap out, I offered to play 2550 cash against the best regs in the world, 2000 calories in, if they'd let me buy out. I offered to make a $10,000 donation to charity, but they wanted to, they wanted to see me tap out from pain, and I eventually did. So. They wanted to probably see you vomit. Anyone, that's, yeah. anyone who's on the other end of a food-eating bet, ultimately, that's, that's their money shot. The thing I would say, if anyone doesn't like listening to the talking of getting sick, then tune out for 10 seconds. But my plan, and in my head, I thought I would be able to get sick and, you know, kind of, you know, get sick, go again. But I don't know if it's the consistency of the peanut butter or whatever, but I could not get sick. And I knew I was, I knew I was in all sorts of trouble. Like I, I looked, I get quite bloated if I don't eat the right foods. And I literally looked like I was pregnant with twins for two days. Like my, <laughs> you know, you know, those cartoon like beer bellies, like that's how my yeah. stomach looked. It wasn't great. Look. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'd struggle to eat one of those things. I can't stand Reese's chocolate. I think I it barely it. qualifies as That's chocolate. That's the other thing is that you're eating like some, no offense, because I do like Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's like some of the lowest quality chocolate you can be eating. Like it's mostly If I had to bet my life on doing it again, um, I, I would do it at a much slower pace. I ate like 3,000 calories in the first maybe two hours. No! Fintan, not yeah. if I was going to do this again. No, if I had to bet my life on it, if someone's like, you have to do this in 24 hours, Hannah's already, my fiance has already forbid me. My mom has begged me. Um, but I would do it slower and I would get a chocolate that's, you know, like more milky and doesn't. No, just yeah. don't, don't, don't no, even I won't, think I won't, about I won't, it ever again. Don't even think <laughs> about it ever again. Um, back, back to Scoop and let's talk about the, the, some of the other streamers because Obviously, we saw Lex had some amazing results, uh, numerous deep runs, a second place finish. I think it's fair to say our former Scoop correspondent, Spraggy, was pretty consistent and had a pretty good series. Again, numerous deep runs, a lot of near misses. Absolutely. Um, I think, no doubt he will be happy for me, but I believe that he got it in with Pocket Force to win and lost the flip. And then I got it in with pocket force to win and won the flip, which I'm sure he'll let you know next time he's on. But I'd say that like hurts a little bit just because scoops don't come around that often. They're so yeah. prestigious. It was a high event. He's been repeatedly knocking on the door recently. He had those, I think back to back Sunday million runs that you guys yeah. would have covered at the beginning of scoop. He was just deep in everything. He, I believe he final table bubbled a 1K a few days before I did. And he's just been knocking on the door. And obviously, the, you know, the pinnacle would have been to close it out and get the trophy. But he got a second place for what I assume was close to a career high score. And he's just been working hard on his game. And it seems to be really paying off. And I would be very surprised if he doesn't get a real major title in the next years. I can't give him the credit for that $5 yeah. W Coop. It's, uh, it's, it just doesn't count in my eyes. Should quickly point out, you are not the first PokerStars streamer to win a title in this particular series. Pieface, Mason, won the, uh, was it the 109 or the 1K stud? It was the 109 stud. And That's the moment right. when he, he made the final table and he, Mason, uh, he's, he's obviously much better uh, than anyone else on the team at Mixed Games. It's what he does. He's the master of the Mixed Games movement. And he's had a lot of close calls and scoops and possibly... <laughs> in W Coops where he's nearly made the final table. So the moment he made the FT, he was tearing up. It was like, you know, it's a huge achievement. You know, scoops are so prestigious. He made the FT, he was so excited. And then, I don't know if you've seen the clip, but when he yeah. won and he called his mom in yeah. and he got to share that moment and hug her and became the scoop champ. I, both scoop titles I've had have been in Malta and don't get me wrong. I like loved every moment of it, but 
having your family close and your friends and then being able to celebrate with them after must be just, you know, take it to a next level and a very special moment to share. It's a fantastic moment because it's so clear that his mum is so delighted for him, even though she has no idea (laughs) what he's just done. Absolutely. My mom. It was was funny because uh, I heard that, that, uh, Mason called his mom and I was like, Oh, that's really sweet. And I watched the clip expecting him to get on the phone. And then I saw, no, no, no. He called his mom into the room (laughs) because they're living together. I was like, Oh, this is like even a bigger deal for him to win this money. Maybe he can move out finally. Like this is, this is uh, an even more uh, emotional moment. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's uh, I remember when I won the first scoop, and I, I, I believe you guys asked me before the final table, would it be more special? And of course, even yeah. without the circumstances, the way it went down, like I truly don't believe it would have been. Like I called my mom live on the stream. I called my dad live on the stream. They were just so happy for me. But my mom's got to the point where she knows everything that's going on and she criticizes when I don't play too well. She's like, maybe it's time to take a few days off. I don't think you're oh, playing your best. Ouch. She's, she, she only means she means the best. Now, obviously, during the series, as Joe's already alluded to, it's, it's it's a long slog for you. And obviously, you're focused on your own playing schedule, your own streams. So I totally understand that you probably didn't get to see much, if any, of the car top coverage that we did across the three and a bit weeks of Scoop. I guess, Joe, just to quickly reflect on some of the highlights of the series for us, uh, we had Street Flash which I think we very much need to keep going. If there is a potential straight flush out there, we have a street flash board, ladies and gentlemen. It's the latest meme that we've created. Uh, We now have discos. Uh, We have frequent discos. If Vincent's power had gone 60 seconds earlier, we would have had a disco and we would have been looping the Bee Gees. Um, And as ever, and I know we say this every time, I think we said it about WCOOP. I know we said it about EPT Online. It's the end. Those final three days where we get to cover the main event and follow it through the bubble, down to the final table and down to a winner just is on a different level to anything else that we did. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I don't get to watch too much, I will admit, but when the lads go deep, when Sprague is deep or when Lex is deep, I actually prefer watching the coverage. Uh, this is no offense to the Sprague or Lex, but I love being able to watch the coverage of all the cards up because I think it's easier to keep your eye on exactly what's going on when you're streaming. So, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I I think you've brought the content creation online to a whole different level with you know the graphics that you use, the fact that you've got such a big team behind you, and it makes it more special when you make it day two. And not only are you have you got your own stream, but people can tune in and watch what everyone has. And it's it's honestly selfishly, it's nice just to be able to see what everyone has. And it, how yeah. lucky was I for real though? If 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 you had not have been streaming my final table, there would be nowhere and anywhere I would never have had that moment my whole stream I'll, t- would I'll have... take credit for your fi- for your win <laughs> even, even though it already happened at that point but yeah it, sa- it saved me and I think uh, it's an amazing opportunity if people not only want to be entertained but having the cards of coverage online which is you know only a more recent thing we get to see the best players in the world what they do in the biggest moments of their careers and you have so much opportunity to learn from them so I love it I think it's added a new dynamic that makes it even more special when you win one of these major titles. Yeah. Was the main event the highlight for you, Joe? Absolutely. Yeah. And especially, you know, the pivot we did to cover a little bit more of it than we were going to originally, I think made it a lot more exciting. I love seeing the bubble, you know, taking that little break to, to cover the, uh, the PLO 
and then coming back just for the for the very last bit of it that that really worked for me it was cool seeing who survived from that from that early coverage later on and yeah it's just such a big thing and so special and the fact that you know that the poker world cares too about what's going on even if you didn't play the event even if you <clears throat> even if you're in America right and you're just like sort of keeping one eye on scoop when the main event comes around, both eyes are on scoop, and I like that. Yeah. And look, we've said this before, and I'll say it again. When we get back to a situation where our live events are running and we go back to running the EPT and streaming those events, you know, my ideal now is to balance it, right, and showcase the biggest and best live events in the world alongside the biggest and best online series in the world. And I'm really talking here about Scoop and WCoop, uh, our two kind of marquee festivals in the online calendar. And the fact that we can do that and provide the same level of coverage and certainly the same prestige of coverage across live and online now, I think is is really good because I do think from what we've seen, that the, the winning a scoop, winning a W coop is just as important. It's just as big. is It's just a phenomenal achievement as winning an EPT. So they are deserving of of the same treatment. Um, so Finton, as you know, you do not get to leave until you have been forced to take part in one of Joe's games. Um, <laughs> what have you got planned for Finton, Joey? James, you know what I have planned for Fenton. It's scoop time, which means it's time to play scoop leaderboard or you porn uploader. That's right. I'm going to read you two screen names. You have to tell me which one of them is from the scoop leaderboard and which one has recently uploaded porn to the Internet. Now, Fenton, it used to be that uh, this game was tough, tougher for you guys before you played all the scoop events, right? But now you guys play all the events. You're going to recognize the names. So luckily, something happened. I can't access the scoop leaderboard for the United States of America. I kept getting directed to please download PokerStars.net. So I wasn't even able to get names off the scoop leaderboard. So I went to PocketFives.com and scrolled to the very bottom of their online rankings. So we're talking people who are ranked number 32,000 <laughs> in no, the world. I probably don't play against them too much. Exactly. You probably but don't play against them. Strictly speaking, they are on a leaderboard. They may not be particularly high on the leaderboard, Correct. but they are on a leaderboard. Correct. And the hilarious thing is, I can't access the scoop leaderboard from America, but I can access some really fucked up porn. Isn't that great? Isn't that amazing? All right, Fenton, here we go. Matchup number one. Cucumba Man versus Dodacraft. Which one of them is off the Pocket Fives leaderboard and which one recently uploaded porn? Cucumba Man? We could just say which one Which one is the porn one. Or Dodacraft. Uh... I'll go with Dodacraft as the point. Dodacraft is correct. You're on the board. <laughs> they uploaded a video called Busty Beauty Gets It. Seen that one. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to say, Joe, that Cucumber Man was just too obvious. It's, it's, it's a classic false tell. Okay. All right. Here we go. Question number two. First screen name, Do I Smell? Second screen name, I Am a Virgin Forever. <laughs> Which one's from online <laughs> poker? Which one is a porn uploader? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm a virgin forever for poker. 
I am a virgin forever was our porn uploader. <sighs> I know it's very appropriate for for poker too. Blonde with big <laughs> booty riding toy was the video they uploaded. So you're one and one. Question number three. Screen name number one. Sick puppy. Devil's cause. Sick puppy. Devil's cause. Is that uh, cause as in the lettuce? K-O-S. Good question. You are allowed to ask for spellings. Um, I'm going to say the puppy is the poker, because if they've used that for porn, I'm going to be so disappointed. The puppy is the poker. Okay. <laughs> Devil's cause was uploader of anal, cutted version, full-on model hub, 30 minutes best. Did you watch all these just to make sure that... I watched one of them. I can let you guess <laughs> which one I had to Christ. see through to the end. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, question number four. <laughs> the two screen names are Dirty Panchez and Bunny Hustler. Ooh, this is a hard one. Dirty Panchez, Bunny Hustler. I'm going to go that the porn is the Bunny Hustler. That is correct, and in fact, in this video, someone dresses up like a bunny, and someone else dresses up like a mouse, and this is called Amateur Couple All-Sex Video, Bunny Fucks the Mouse. Nice. Um, <laughs> more importantly, Vincent, you are three and one right now. I think you I'm are crushing. One, am I? I think I might be four and one, though. There this have only been four questions. You can't be four and one if there have been four questions. You know what? That's how math works, and that's one, why you two, are the boss. Three. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. James James always will get you on a technicality like that. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I love the technicality there. Okay, question number five. Two screen names are... Hold on, I have to randomly flip a coin to see which one I read first so you can't get a read on me. Okay. Kingstack28, Omega89... I'm going to go Omega is the poker with the 89 and the year of birth. Kingstack28 was the poker player. A little too on the nose, that one. We're Omega was the uploader of Omega Distributes It Good. I don't even... That was not the one I watched in the end. Question number six of seven. Blue Genie. Blue Genie or Tiger Lily 25? Oh, Tiger Lily's got to be the porn. Tiger Lily is correct. Boom. Husband making my blank blank before blank. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. I do not want to know. More <laughs> importantly, you are guaranteed a winning score, Finton, because you are four and two and there's only one question left. Okay. Question is whether you go five and two or four and three. Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Coin flipping again. Okay. Dark Lady 77 or Sweet Lips 79. Hmm. I will say Sweet Lips is the porn. Sweet Lips 79 is the poker player. It was Dark Lady 77 who uploaded Fake Massage Masseur Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so four and three is the final score. Vincent, you have won a quiz run by Joe Stapleton. That is not an easy thing to do. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show today. And hopefully when we stream a couple of events from the Scoop After Party, 
we'll see you at final table. Yeah, I'll give it my absolute best. Thanks very much for having us, lads. It was a, a pleasure as always. Not at all. Stay off the peanut butter cups. Absolutely. <laughs> no more food bets. Our thanks to Easy with Aces and more silly games on the horizon because it is super fan time. We're very pleased to welcome to the show Kevin Pryor. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Ha- nice. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Kevin, first question for you. Why uh, Why aren't we watching See No Evil, Hear No Evil, or Brewster's Millions? Why choose a Bill Murray movie when obviously we could have chosen your cousin Richard Pryor? Oh, that's <laughs> I, I, you know, I used to have a joke about that, but I retired that joke. Uh, it's not appropriate <laughs> anymore. Um, oh, I see. But, uh, hey, Stripe's got a poker scene, so how can you go wrong? Oh, wow. I, I, I was uh, happy about the poker scene. Before we get into Stripes, let's talk about you, Kevin. What's your deal, bro? Tell us about you. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a high school band director, and uh, I got into poker uh, basically with a bunch of other high school band directors, I guess, shortly after the boom. I mean, I used to play back like in college, but that was like, uh, you know, follow the queen and uh, like baseball and all that nonsense. Uh, so but a bunch of band directors started playing. I started playing with them. And I just I realized that you can actually get better at this game. And uh, can you look, you know, I, <laughs> I am pretty sure, Kevin, I know Joe's mind has gone there. My mind has certainly gone there. You say high school band director. We're immediately thinking of J.K. Simmons. We're immediately thinking of Not My Tempo. I'm assuming that you're a kinder, nicer band director than that. Honestly, I was just thinking about the guy that I had who was also a complete asshole and turned me (laughs) off from ever wanting to play music again, like in real life. So I got to know... Are you, are you a monster? What, What's your? How yeah, you, well, how, there are some people out there that are that are not the nicest people, but there's nobody like J.K. Simmons. That guy wouldn't let the New York Minute in in an actual teaching <laughs> situation. You know, and he'd be out, he'd be out real fast. And you know, that, yeah, that movie was really cool. Yeah. But like watching it as a actual teacher and musician, I'm like. Yeah, if I if I overturn my car, I'm not going to the gig. It's just not happening. <laughs> Fair enough. So you have been playing poker for quite a while then. Um, whereabouts are you in the world? Uh, I'm in New Jersey, down on the Jersey Shore. Okay, so you actually have real money online poker. You're one of the few states that can actually yes. play online. We are lucky enough to have online poker, and I'm about an hour from Atlantic City. I'm about an hour from Philly. So I, I do have a decent amount of poker. It's pretty. I play poker every single night. Fantastic. That yeah. means we can give you the opportunity to actually win a real money poker prize, Kevin. We do need to talk about this movie. I have to confess, I saw this probably in the late 80s and had completely forgotten about it until it came up as a super fan subject. You know the way it works, Kevin. I outsource the quizzes to Patrick these days, so poor Patrick had to watch it. Joe, you said at the start of today's podcast, this film is not one of your favorites from when you first saw it. Yeah, I feel bad because Kevin seems like a really nice guy, and I don't want to burst his bubble if he loves this movie. Um, I, I already like Kevin. Yeah, when I watched this movie, like when I was going through my phase of being a teenager and like discovering all the older movies of the people that I liked, uh, I went and watched Stripes, and I like didn't really get it. Didn't, and I thought it was kind of boring. There were some good, some funny moments in it, but kind of far fetched and boring, uh, especially by the end of the movie. 
And then last night in rewatching it, unfortunately, I only felt I, I, the parts I enjoyed. I enjoyed more than I enjoyed when I was younger. Like I did, I did the the early laughs earlier on. I laughed a little bit harder, but by the end, I was really sick of it. Like I was like, "What is? How is this?" The, I, I'm confused because look, there are good movies and there are bad movies. Even if you like somebody, and I'm super confused what other people are seeing about this movie that I am not. And maybe Kevin can weigh in on that. I don't know. It's just uh, maybe it's the quintessential 80s movie. I mean, you know, you've got John Candy and, and, and you've got, you know. Uh, uh, John Candy's uh, like ra- he's really racist in it. Like he hates black people. It's very strange. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just got, I, it's got a lot for me. I don't know. I just um, maybe you need to see the director's cut. I think it's okay to like, look, to be like, I saw this movie at a particular time in my life and it was different than anything else we'd seen at the time. And just kind of, you know, I I get that because there are certain movies I feel that way about. I think um, I'm curious, uh, you know, obviously uh, to find out what uh, what you guys think. Let's what uh, people out there weigh in. Let me know what you think of Stripes. I think it's a total joke. I think it's Bill Murray really sells the movie. It's the, yeah, of just, course. Yeah. You know, and the, uh, 90% of that movie is like their improv. And so it, it's, it's his thing, you know, it's his, his laid back style. I guess I appreciate. Okay. Well, as I said, Patrick was tasked with watching the movie. He has compiled a quiz of 10 questions. It's a couple of bonuses out there as well. You know, the format, Kevin, uh, multiple yep. choice options are available, but more points are available. If you don't take the options, you get to go first on the board as our guest as our super fan please give me a number between one and ten let's go ten number ten uh what country do the soldiers initially fly to for the em50 project they they go to germany oh oh no i said no i'm sorry italy italy you're you're talking about they fly to Italy, yes. Yes, okay. Sorry, that's your that. that's your one mulligan. Your one okay. mulligan. If you snap okay, call again... I too quickly. I got to think. Exactly. <laughs> if you snap call again and you're wrong... Don't now the re- this. That's, Don't that's stapes really this up, Kevin. Problem, too. Yeah. Take <laughs> your time over your decisions. Some, yeah, use some of that time bank. Uh, yes, definitely. And it's very important that you didn't get this one wrong because otherwise the bonus would have passed to Joe. But I'm going to give you the two points. I'm going to give you the bonus question, Kevin. More specifically, which city in Italy? Oh, which city city in Italy? I don't know. And I can't can't get hits on a bonus, right? There's no multiple choice options available on a bonus, but there's nothing to lose. So guess, name a city in Italy. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to say Cremona. Okay, the answer was actually Milan, and the hashtag fun fact that Patrick has provided, Milan is captioned on screen, although it's confusing because John says, who wants to see the Vatican City? Which, of course, is in in Rome. Uh, (laughs) Anywho, you're 2-0 up. Joe, it's your question. Any number other than 10? Question, let's bookend it. Question one, please. Okay. Uh, What is Russell's job at the start of the film? Russell's job at the start of the film is that he is a taxi driver. Oh, oh, no. He is not Joe. And you get no mulligans because you should know better. He is an English teacher. Oh, I got the, the names backwards. Okay. You got it backwards. Yeah. My bad. Uh, 
You know what's gone one and ten, Kevin. Any other number you can nine. have? Nine. Number nine. What is the name of the strip club that the soldiers go to? Oh, oh, pom poms. Pom pom is correct. Yes. Okay, Joe. Are we? Are you going to go with number two? Are we going to be moving in in opposite directions and meet in the middle? Where is John meant to be taking his passenger before he stops his taxi on the bridge? The airport. Correct for two points. Okay, Kevin, eight yeah. by any chance? Eight, eight sounds good to me. Okay. Which actor plays the role of Dewey Oxberger? That is John Candy. That is John Candy for two points. Joe, number three? Yeah. What is the name of the drill sergeant? Sergeant Holker. I really wish you'd have taken the multiple choice options because they were Sergeant Hulker, Sergeant Thora, Sergeant Gruta, or Sergeant Captain America. Good work, Patrick. Uh, is it always coming seven for you, Kevin? It is always coming seven. Okay. What is the name, sorry, what is the last name of the bumbling captain who's in charge of the camp? Stillman. Stillman for two points. And you have eight in I total. I can tell Patrick is a very visual learner. All of these things being displayed on screen at one point or another, other than airport. <laughs> Would you like number four, Joe? Or are you going to yeah. continue to call Patrick's quiz-making abilities into question? I would like to do both Number with also <laughs> number four. What body part does John say represents his drill sergeant? What body part does John say represents his drill sergeant? A body part. Was this captioned on screen? No, I don't think it was. Let's see. What body? All right, I'll take the choices. Big toe, pinky finger, heart, or elbow? It's a big toe. Big toe, and that gives you a score of five. You are leading by three points as you take your final question. Five or six, Kevin? That would be question six. What does Francis the Recruit insist on being called? Psycho. Indeed, meaning you have ten points. Joe, there is a bonus attached to your final question. Okay. What did John and Russell do to avoid being killed by the Colombians? What did John and Russell do to avoid being killed by the Colombians? I'll, I'll need the choices. I don't remember any Colombians in this movie. I think they cut that. This was in the, in the director's cut. I don't think it's in the, the regular movie. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take <laughs> I'll take the choices. In in this day and age, why would anyone not watch the director's cut? Fight. I didn't know there was one. Hide, sing, or cry? Uh, sing. They do sing. Quando, you get the point. Quando. <laughs> and the bonus question, Joe, is... What do they sing? Thank you, Kevin, for giving Joe the answer. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter, but it would be very dumb of me to answer anything other than quando, quando, quando. So. Oh, my goodness. I gave away the answer. Don't you worry, Kevin. Anyway. Joe ended up scoring a total of seven points, but that is not a winning score because, as I just said, you scored ten. So you have emerged victorious in Yay. this round of Superfan versus Stapes. So we will sort you out with some prizes, which will enable you to continue grinding the online tables at PokerStars NJ.
Sounds great. Thank you, guys. And thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks. Take care. All right, my babies, we're almost out of time for this week's show. Coming up in the next few weeks, things are getting even more interactive. Next week, we've got Poker Book Club coming up with author John Curry. I have to confess, I've still not yet read this book, but I see I've got my copy. I can see it's quite short. I will read it this weekend. That'll be good as well because it'll be fresh in my mind. I'm planning on doing the same thing, spending some time outdoors reading a book. But also, yeah. if you're a bad reader like me, right, if you have a hard time keeping your attention span, there is an audio version available. Also, uh, John reached out to me specifically and he was like, I can tell you're like me. You don't like reading. Uh, you can get it's like, you know, all the places you get audio books. So if you guys want to download it and listen to it, that will make things a little bit easier too. coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, we've got a legit poker movie Monday on a Wednesday released on a Thursday because we have got one of the programmers from the Criterion channel, Penny Bartlett, to come on the show and talk about how our home game influenced programming at Criterion. It's insane. And we will be discussing the movie Five Card Stud. I'm going to throw in there too, James, maybe over the next couple of weeks we could discuss Hard Eight uh, because that's a Criterion movie. I only ever saw the first couple of minutes, liked it for some reason, didn't end up finishing it. Uh, that was before I worked in the gambling world, and I think I would like to revisit that movie if you're down to do it sometime on the show. It is the Paul Thomas Anderson movie that everyone forgets, and yeah. I think it's awesome. I will happily revisit it. Look, I'm pleased that these movies are on the Criterion channel. Now I need Criterion to actually get the rights of these movies to do the disc releases of them as well with all of the extras. Well, you can... Uh, you can- we can talk to Penny about that. I would love to know more about the ins and outs of that, actually. So let's definitely ask her. Um, also, in the next few weeks, we're going to have the incredibly talented comedy writer who is a huge poker fan. Her name is Kim Caramelli on the show. I suggest you look her up. And while you're doing that, why don't you look up the guests we're having on in two weeks? Oh, this is a good one. Because he is the director of such poker classics as Bet Ray's Fold. And I am Nano Noko. <laughs> I think you're burying the lead here slightly, Joe. But you might you might want to take a look at the movie he wrote recently that yes. is about to be directed by an Academy Award winner. And I'm not going to say much else. I'm going to let you look it up for yourself and be blown away at who is going to be on the show in two weeks. Who else is going to be on the show in two weeks? Hopefully you. Get your super fan applications in. Get your guest suggestions in. Get your amoks in. Yes. A-M-O-Q. We are going to run a mock again in future weeks. That is where you ask us one question. A-M-O-Q. Ask me one question. And we answer your question. Should just say very quickly, Joe, as you've just outlined, we've got a lot of guests lined up for the next few weeks. We've also got a lot of super fans lined up for the next few weeks. But there's still a couple of spots towards the end of this series before we take our summer break. But I'm always willing to like keep the, the waiting list going, get people booked in for the autumn uh, months as well. So please, yeah, keep those applications. Hashtag P-I-T-E, poker in the ears. That's right. If you want to weigh in on anything that we talked about today's show, future show questions for people coming up, please use that hashtag. For now, that is all the time we have got for this week's show. For James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. Smell you later.